Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Has the bubble on tech stocks burst and is this leaving Australians vulnerable? Well, we'll get into that and a whole lot more. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. Now, this week, we'll look at the bubble in tech stocks, then we'll get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading, along with answering your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Before we move on, hit the subscribe button. Remember, as you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, remember to tune into our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Now, this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. Following the COVID-19 meltdown on the Australian stock market, a new generation of investors who were stuck at home hit the market in 2020 attempting to create some cash flow. Primarily, their focus has been on technology stocks, so much so that over the past few months, talk around these stocks has accelerated at lightning speed. Now, in order to understand the hype around tech stocks, we do need to take a closer look at the technology sector in Australia and in the USA. Now, in Australia, the sector is quite small in relation to our overall market, given that there's not one technology company listed in the top 50 on the All Ordinaries Index. Well, in the US, technology stocks make up a significant share of the S&P 500, given that the top six companies in the S&P 500 are all technology, and they make up around 17% of the total market capitalization of the index. Now, to understand why Australians are so excited about technology stocks, however, we do really need to look at the NASDAQ, which is heavily weighted to technology companies. Now, since 1971, the NASDAQ has grown at a rate of 0.65 points per day till the end of August. Now, in comparison, the Dow Jones, which over the same period grew two times faster at a rate of 1.61 points per day. That said, in the 70s, technology was just getting started. So we do really need to look at more recent times to really gauge what is occurring in that sector. Now, prior to the GFC, the NASDAQ rose from October 2002 to the GFC high in November 2007. And it did so at a rate of 0.97 points per day. Now, in the first 12 months following the GFC crash, it rose from March 2009 to April 2010 at a rate of 3.06 points per day, so a hell of a lot faster. Now, let's compare that to what occurred recently in the run-up prior to the COVID-19 crash, where between December 2018 and February of this year, the NASDAQ was rising at 8.69 points per day. 
Now, whilst over the past five months from the low in March 2020 to the end of August, it was rising at 33.09 points per day or 281% faster. Now, why has this occurred? Well, the faster a stock or market is moving, the more interest it generates from investors who jump in attempting to cash in for fear of missing out. Now, the concern with this is that investors assuming that technology stocks in Australia will perform like their US counterparts. However, this is not the case, given that technology sector here in Australia has risen less than one point per day over the past couple of years, which signifies that there's not a lot of support for these companies from the big end of town. Unfortunately, there is an expectation from investors that this stellar rise in the US market will continue forever, but the steepest rise on a market or a stock is just before it starts to fall away, which is why we're likely to see the tech bubble burst in the not-too-distant future. Given this, investors would be wise to be very careful when it comes to investing in technology stocks right now. So what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Um, industrials ended up the week up 1.75%, followed by utilities just up 1%. Next was consumer discretionary, which was down 1.5%, and communication services down 1.61%. The worst performing sectors included information technology, and that was down 7.24%, followed by consumer staples down 4.02%, and financials, which was down 3.34% for the week. Now, looking at the top ASX 100 stocks, the best performers last week included Lendlease Group up 9.12%. This was followed by AMP up 8.31%. Next was Sydney Airport and Transurban both were up over 6% last week. Now, the worst performers included IWF Holdings, which were, it fell actually 22.46% last week after an institutional placement of over $700 million was finalised at $3.50 a share. Now, IWF will embark on a share purchase plan to raise a further $50 million now. For now, I'd watch IWF rather than buy on the dip as this might do well next year, but uh, it really does need to do a little bit more to convince me. Now, Medibank Private was next down 9.61% and QBE was down 7.97%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. Well, again, our market was all over the place. It was up for two days, down for two days, and then on obviously Friday, it fell quite heavily. Um, on Friday, I was down over 3% on Friday to close the week down, but we'll have a bit of a look at that. But that's a continued pattern that we've seen over the last few months where our market sort of rises early in the week, falls later in the week. Um, then I think last week it rose, fell early in the week and rose at the end of the week. It's all over the place at this point in time. But again, like I've been saying, when we're starting to find a peak, to go down into a normal sort of market, not market trough or market pullback, it does sometimes make it a little bit difficult to find where the peak of this market is. And I have been expecting it any time over the last few weeks. It's pretty much due for it right now. We are probably in the last week or so of that, and uh, it could extend out a little bit. And this is what a lot of people don't understand when we do make predictions. You're asking us to constantly make predictions of what might happen in the next month or the next six months or the next 12 months. And no predictions are ever going to be right 100% of the time. And so what we're trying to do is give you our best guess at this point in time based on what we're actually seeing. And so depending on what happens in the market, because volatility cannot be predicted, 
you know, it just is in the market and sometimes things happen, events happen to stretch the, the market out or the stretch the highs out or stretch the lows out um, in both time and in price. So it's just about being patient. Uh, the market will come down. It's just a matter of when it will come down. And I'm still thinking it's going to come down by the end of this month, possibly into next month. We might have a pretty poor October, but I'm still confident that next year will be really, really good. But let's go and have a look at the chart of the All Ordinaries Index to see where we're at at this point in time. And again, I've left all my those green arrows on to show you what my thinking was and we're getting right to the end of the time frame here so this is probably going to stretch right out because we are going into a very much longer period than I was very much expecting. I would have thought our low would have happened sort of by mid this month, right, you know, maybe a little bit later, but it looks like it's going to stretch right out into sort of late this month, probably into October before we actually do see our low. Now, last, this week here was our higher, most recent higher at that 6,369 points. It did break the 9th of June high, and I did mention that last week, but here we have last week's bar. It opened at 6260 um, and pretty much went down. And we can go and have a look at the um, daily chart. I'll bring that up so you can have a bit of a look. But you can see here last week, this is last the Friday buyer. Monday, it closed down. Tuesday, it closed down. Wednesday, it was up very strongly. Thursday up strongly and it was a flip of what was going on the last few weeks where it was opening higher and closing lower in the week. Um, and then Friday, look at that big massive bar on Friday. It closed right down here where my pointer is at 6108. And interesting, it didn't close below that level of 6097. If our market does go, go below 6097 over the next day or two, I'd suggest that's probably started and that's probably the high there of the 25th of August. That high there of 6369 will be our, at least our short-term high. But let's go back to the weekly chart and have a little bit of a look. So what do I expect now? Um, again, if we start to see the movement down a little bit this week, um, in the next few days, then I'd suggest we're on our way down into a low. But hey, if this market is anything is possible at the moment. It, it really is defying logic quite regularly. I mean, there's, the news is not great in Australia. We're in a recession, uh, definitely in a recession. That was announced last week. We've had two bad quarters. We're likely to get a third bad quarter. So, and, you know, obviously um, Victoria's not looking great with extending the COVID-19 lockdown or stage four here. And, and Victoria's 40% of the Australian economy or over 40% of the Australian economy. So if we're not doing much here in, in Melbourne or in Victoria, then it's going to affect Australia as a whole. So it remains to be seen. But again, you know, it really is about not trying to get into the market now. I know I've said the last few weeks, don't try and get into the market now unless you've got some really good stocks that are showing you really good signs. Don't just jump in thinking you're going to try and pick up a profit because the stock's fallen away a little bit. Just be careful right now because I think over the next two to four, six weeks, maybe the market will slowly fall away. I'm not saying a crash. I'm not going to say it's a meltdown. I'm not saying any of that. So please don't just blanket sell all your shares just because I think it's going to be a little more bearish. It will fall over, but it may only be, you know, 8 to 10%. It may be 12%. It could be a little bit uh, further down than that. But we'll start to see once we see the market start to fall a little bit more than what it is right now. But let's get into our questions for today now. 
And the first question we have today is from David, who said, interested in what your thoughts are on how to handle shares that fall out of bed. Now, I understand you use stop losses and trailing stop losses um, and look for a change in trends. But if I don't check my holdings every day, things can change dramatically. Now, um, example is I have Appen. I'm still well in the green, but had a massive fall whilst I was away. Now I'm thinking I should continue to hold as it levels back out, but has now broken its short term trend. Um, interesting question. I do get this a lot, of, especially in times when you're getting a little bit more heightened volatility. The first question is, well, generally, if you've got a share falling out of bed on you um, and you don't, and it's unexpected, then either an event has happened or you've got the wrong share. It's pretty much as simple as that. And when you are in the wrong shares, and a lot of people pick more lower end stocks because they're cheaper, and you're gonna get that happening quite regularly because the, the volumes through those are a lot lower, so they'll have bigger moves and bigger swings. If you understand trading, you understand the market much, and you're buying great shares, then you're gonna find that what's just happened or what's just happened to you with Appen is not really gonna happen very, very much at all. It's very rare for you to have a share that which just falls out of bed on you. Now, it's rare for me to have that in my 30 or well, 25 plus years of trading. It's not often that I find a share just falls out of bed on me that I'm, I'm actually in. Normally, I've had an exit signal beforehand, and then it falls out of bed. But uh, again, I'm not saying the same, that's the case with Appen because it is a good share, but it's not one of the big shares on our marketplace. It's not in the top 50. But let's go and have a look at the charts to see what, uh, what the stock is actually doing. So on your screen here is Appen. On the left, it is a monthly chart, and on the right is a weekly chart. And you can see how vertical it's been now. Uh, you probably remember I keep saying to you, well, I have been saying for two for ages, the more vertical it goes, it just before the fall. And again, we've had this big vertical rise through up into this level here um, in July last year, then it fell heavily. And if I use my little tool here, you can see how heavily it fell. It fell 50% from July after rising so, so strongly. And if you see from that low to there, it rose 233%. Now let's go to this next one on the monthly chart. Here it's rose 178%. Um, and since that high, it's now fallen over 25% to the close last Friday. So looking at it on the weekly chart, if we go over here, you can see it's been rising really, really strongly. Then we've got the big move here from Friday here. And I'll go down to the daily chart and, and we'll bring that up so you can see a little bit more clearer here. So looking at that, there was a big gap down on this day. And this is what's actually happened to you from the close of that day to the close of this day. It was down 11, but at one stage it was down over 8 18% um, and it's looking weak. Right now it's looking weak, but it wouldn't surprise me if it goes a little bit further, but that's exactly why you have stop losses, whether they're trailing stop losses. So the answer to the question is, you always have an exit strategy, whether it's a, what kind of stop loss, whether it's an initial stop loss or a trailing stop loss. So I guarantee you should be looking at those. Now you're saying, I wanna hang on to this, but how much, how long do you wanna hang on to it for? Do you have a line in the sand? So if it does fall further from where it is, what are you gonna do? Or are you going to get more stressed that it's coming down? Now you are in the positive territory, which you say, but um, how far, it's really, and to me, it's always about cut losses short, let profits run. And you're not in a loss at this point in time, you're still in profit. But again, you could be losing some of your profit because this could be falling down for another two more, four more weeks. I don't know. Uh, at this point in time, I could do some more work on it. But right now, there's no reason if I have a look at it, there's no reason why this thing wouldn't go back down to sort of $26 or even possibly below at this point in time from what I'm seeing. So just be careful uh, with holding those stocks and don't just 
hold because it's falling away. Next, we have a question from uh, Pizza Chu. I can't even say the name, so hopefully you, like, you love pizza. Um, who says, hi, Dar, love your videos. Super informative and always learn something from, from them. Interested in your thoughts on Zero of Hell for a couple of years. Great stock to hold. That's well done. Um, when I was just getting into the market and have been quite happy with it. Um, it's still moved up over the last few months, but since COVID recently, it's been up and down and kind of flattened out. Um, let like to know your thoughts on that. And a lot of stocks have kind of flattened out over the past couple of months. Remember, we had the big move out of the, the, sorry, the COVID low, and it, we moved up for you know a couple of months. And since then, the last two three months, our market's just really been going nowhere so a lot of stocks have flattened out because they took off too fast but let's go and have a look at zero now I'll just bring that up on the screen uh, you can see here it's it's beautiful beautiful big strong strong trend moving up and I out of all of these companies in the WAC stocks. Appen was one of them. Obviously, Zero is another one. You can see it's not as vertical as Appen. Appen was quite vertical. This is a lot more sustainable. It's been running on that sort of um, movement for quite some time. You can see that sort of angle. Um, it has run away a little bit, so I would expect it to start fall, fall back a little bit, but not too worried about it. But it is a great stock. I do like it right now. Um, it, it did flatten out a little bit through here which is your July, sort of August here, moved up. But again, it, it's like the market, it's due for a pullback. It was it pulled back through here. You can see this move down into here where it fell. Um, where is it? It fell, was that 39% down right down into March there. There's a pullback down into this area here from um, August 2018 through to November 2018, it fell 31%. So falling away is not really uh, an issue. It does happen. All stocks will fall away at certain periods of time. So right now you need to determine whether you're going to keep the stock or whether you're going to manage yourself out of it some way by either using a trailing stop or a stop loss or some other rule that might allow you to exit that stock should you choose to do that. I don't know what your strategy is, whether it's more buy and hold or whether it's an active investor or you want to trade. But right now I do like zero. Um, right as also... As the market's falling away, you're probably likely to see zero fall away a little bit, and like we've seen in the past there, and that could be a good opportunity for people that aren't in zero to pick it up, because I see zero being a very good company for many, many years to come. I do like this stock. But um, the next question we have, actually, I shouldn't have put my glasses on. Um, the next question we have is from Glenn, who says, hello, Janine and Dar love the show, watch it every week. Are you able to look at AL3 um, for me, please? I bought 15,000 shares at 16 cents, and now now it's around 35 cents. I think it's great potential um, and the more or more growth. And I like the intentions of the company. That's why I bought it. What are your thoughts on the stock? Um, it's obviously it's a much more speculative lower end stock being at 16 cents. So it's, you're probably not going to get a great review from me. And obviously you've made some money out of it. It's not a long, hasn't been trading long term. It's vertical. Um, I'd be very careful on this right now. I really would be. Look at that. That's last week's bar. It gapped up, traded right up, came right back again. There's only thing I can say to just make sure you've got a stop loss on this stock. There really isn't. It's not a stock that I would probably be buying. Um, it's it's really, there's not a lot of data on there. And yes, it's got, you know, there's volume of 8 million shares, but it's not necessarily the stocks that we actually do like people to trade because they're a lot more hit and miss. You know, there's 2 million shares at 40, 47 cents, roughly, or 40-something cents. Um, but it's not... A a super highly liquid stock but hey if you want to trade that sort of stock it's up to you but um, I wouldn't necessarily be having it as long-term growth at this point in time I need to do a lot more on the stock before I do that and and yeah you said you liked it 
you know, you said you like what they were doing. So that's fair enough for me. But all I'm saying is make sure you protect your downside. So you're doing quite well on the moment. Next um, is a question from Murray. He says, hi, Dale. Can you please take a look at Elders? Elders, a great stock. Um, it's a former great Australian stock that, that is making a comeback. That's what I meant because um, it is making a comeback. It was unloved for so many years. Now, when GFC, when uh, its survival was in doubt, has taken many years, but their balance sheet is on track with ag stocks enjoying better conditions. Do you see a return to their glory days or at least a few years for them to be going ahead? Now, uh, yeah, I've been watching this stock for quite a while and it has been really improving. They've been getting a lot of stuff. They've cleaned up a lot of their sort of dead wood, if that makes sense areas where they weren't really making money, they're getting back to their knitting and, and doing much better. So, you know, and I've been watching it for the last few years myself, but let's go and bring it up. Elders, it's, it is a, one of those um, long-standing companies in Australia. And you can see this, it's just a beautiful company and it's been rising. Um, you can see there, if I go right back, people can see exactly what you're talking about from that high there back in 2007. It just kept tanking. Um, and so let me get rid of that so you can see what's happening recently. So you can see it really started to take off a little bit around 2013 and slowly gathering momentum and it's looking really, really nice. So since 2013, that low, it's risen roughly 2,232%. So who says it can't rise? Big stocks can't rise. If we're going from the June 2019 low, it's up 93%. So looking good. Right now, it does look really, really nice to me. It, obviously, it's miles and miles and miles off its all-time high. But looking at this stock, mate, I think uh, it's it, it's on a nice, more bullish run. I think it should continue to keep on its bullish run. So uh, if you've got that kind of portfolio, it's more of a blue chip type of um, medium-term growth portfolio. I think this is a great-looking stock for that. So well done for bringing that up and well done for watching it. Now, lastly, I have an email from, I think it's Ari, that's how you say it. I've had my eyes... He's eye on NVX for a while and now with a few announcements in regards to possible ties with Tesla and Panasonic. Just wondering what your thoughts are on and possibly where they're heading. Thanks. Um, but thanks, Ari. Oh, it's good. Maybe a good question there. But looking at that, let's um, bring that up. Nova Nix. Look at the, how vertical that is. That's just, they're the first things that I see and it's coming off this massive all-time low back in February or March this year. So since then, probably why you've been looking at it, it's risen, you know, 1,200% in this in this period of time. And that's why you see a lot of people getting into it. Right now, still looking okay, looking at this sort of stuff. It's around $1.70. It's not showing any sort of signs of weakness. So it does look all right. There's some reasonable volumes in that. It is quite vertical. It did sort of slow down for a little bit through here through into July, August, and it's taken off. Um, I'd still be worried about this vertical nature of it. It really does need to solidify what it's doing. But um, when a stock goes vertical, it generally is just before the peak. And you've had one, two, three, four, five months of this. So we'll see what happens here. But I wouldn't uh, be surprised if we don't get too much more upside before it does have a bit of a correction or a pullback on the stock. Um, but just really keep your stop losses on there and make sure you've got your exit strategies there because this could be one of those those ones that does dip pretty quickly, like we talked a little bit earlier in this report um, with, when we talked a bit about Appen. So, but thank you for bringing that question up for me. And, and all thanks, everybody, for your questions. And thanks for watching until the end of the video. Now, if you do have any questions that you'd like me to answer, just stick them below and we, uh, we'll, I'll answer them for you. Now, remember, 
that here on this channel we do these reports every single Monday, every single week. And we also do a live stream every week on a Tuesday night at 7 to 8 p.m. And Janine and I would love to have you on. We're now actually simulcasting it onto Facebook as well. So if you do have a Facebook page, you can get onto Facebook. It'll be live streamed on Facebook and YouTube simultaneously. But remember, hit the subscribe button now and click the bell on the right of it so you know when we upload. And we'll also go live with our Australian Stock Market Show. For now, I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Goodbye, good luck and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.